Welcome to the People's Choice Award podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier 1 People and Fintech Australia. The Finneys, Australia's largest and most prestigious Fintech awards are fast approaching, and we want you to be part of it. Sponsored by the Victorian government and major partners Vocus and SwiftX, the Finneys are a chance to celebrate the amazing people, incredible innovations and remarkable resilience that the fintech industry is known for and built upon. Thank you to MasterCard for sponsoring and presenting the award for Emerging Fintech Organization of the Year at this year's Finneys. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. I'm joined today by Dan Jabevsky of WeMoney and their finalists in Emerging Fintech of the Year. Dan, welcome and congrats to everyone at WeMoney for making it as finalists. Well, thank you so much, Dexter, and great to be on the show with you. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome feeling when we received the email last week to note that we were finalists. Uh, the team's incredibly excited by uh, the uh, achievement. Uh, obviously, uh, we haven't won it yet, but even to get as a finalist amongst uh, a group of peers, which we really respect and admire, is an amazing outcome. And I really wanted to thank also the members at WeMoney, who we've co-created the product with over the last year and a bit, who have got us to this point. So uh, we're incredibly thrilled. Fantastic. Well, you know, as part of being finalists in the Emerging FinTech of the Year, you also get the kind of added bonus of being finalists in the People's Choice category as well. And this is, uh, you know, it's a one that I love because uh, last year we've seen, you know, Jason and the, the team at Cake Equity pick up that award and, uh, you know, they felt very much they were the underdog, but the community spoke and, uh, you know, it was great to see, you know, the underdog story come through. So I think, you know, there's every chance that, um, you know, those who serve the community well and have a, a loyal following, um, have a great chance of picking up the award. Amazing. Cool. Now, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about We Money? Absolutely. Uh, we Money is a social financial wellness platform, uh, we help people understand their money at a much more deeper level. And uh, the way uh, that we look at money now is that uh, money is really a, uh, sometimes it can be a boring topic. It's an incredibly emotional topic, but uh, we, we feel like there's uh, an opportunity to really address some of the more emotional needs of people and their relationship with money. And some of those really sort of tangible impacts uh, in with money in people's lives uh, are manifested in some you know pretty stark statistics, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners today have heard of. But half of Australians living paycheck to paycheck, uh, about 43% of Australians in uh, what we call severe mortgage stress, uh, 75% of Australians not really knowing their credit score, and uh, we think there's uh, a gap and an opportunity uh, where people. Uh, really want to learn more about their money, their relationship with money, and get a better financial outcome. And We Money really solves that problem by getting into the essence of the root of uh, bad money management issues that, uh, quite frankly, most people face at some point in their lives. 
And we do that through four key pillars. Uh, one, we provide people an overview and understanding of their complete financial picture in one place. So you connect things like your transaction accounts, your mortgages, your buy and apple products, so you can get a singular view. And what we do on top of that, Dexter, is we provide a, a machine learning overlay to better understand how you spend your money and then uh, also use the latest in behavioral science uh, research in order to nudge you into better financial outcomes. Uh, the product is evolving. We haven't expressed that full feature yet, but it's certainly the core reason why people come to WeMoney today. Uh, the second part is unlocking people's credit health. Uh, so we've partnered with two credit bureaus here in Australia to give people access to understanding their credit health and more importantly, how that relates to how they spend their money. So it's a pretty mystifying topic, credit scores. And given Australia's movement into the American style of credit scoring system with the advent of comprehensive credit reporting, we feel like there's a big opportunity to give Australians a bit more of a leg up in understanding their credit profile. The third part, Dexter, is really in our name. The we in we money is where we really see the future of financial services going, where the future right now in terms of the way that people talk about money is becoming destigmatized as the days go on. Uh, 20 years ago, you would never, ever imagine talking about money with your friends and your family members. Uh, but today, we live in a completely different era, and especially for Gen Zs and millennials who are very open with all parts of their life, what salary they're earning, uh, how much they've got in superannuation balances, how they've overcome bad financial situations. This is a conversation right now that's taking place on very disparate platforms and WeMoney really uh, wants to provide an opportunity for people to have a well-lit place where they can have that authentic conversation with other people navigating the same money challenges that we all face. Uh, and fourthly and lastly is uh, we feel there is a massive opportunity in the way that people can get access to better financial products and services. And today, uh, that approach where people need to spend hours and hours of researching to uh, optimize their finances, we feel like the world uh, needs to, the financial world needs to be more like an Uber where people are pressing one button uh, or at most two to optimize their financial futures without the friction that's in place. And that really manifests into some really bad stats, which I'd love to chat to you about, uh, Dexter, in terms of how much people overpay on financial products and services and what they can do to get a better financial outcome. That's we money in a nutshell. Awesome. Now I want to um, kind of unbundle some of what you've just talked about there and, and kind of overlay that with a, you know, I always like to kind of come at it from my own angle as a consumer and I buy now pay later as getting, you know, kind of bit of a, a, a beating in the press, but um, my own personal experience with it is I've got rid of credit cards. We're not in consumer debt anymore. And I know a number of people, not just you know, millennials, but Gen X, right, and baby boomers who are using um, these new products to actually change their, not only their behaviors, but get a better financial position as well. Um, what I really love about you know, what you've talked about, the, the WeMoney platform, is um, I always find that you know, regulators or large financial institutions kind of talk as if they know what's best for me. And quite often it's with a bias of what their own products are rather than actually, hmm. you know, what is what is best for me. How does the how does the WeMoney platform 
kind of help people to, you know, really understand and, and you kind of develop those, you know, those better habits and behaviors that you've talked about. Yeah, totally. I might take a little trip down uh, history before we uh, talk about how we might solve problem. Um, but not to get too esoteric on, on the situation, but in essence, human in human evolution, 100,000 years ago, we hunter-gatherers. We had pretty simple requirements. Um, go out there and, uh, you know, kill an animal, bring it back to the tribe, you know, and eat it and rinse and repeat. Um, but the modern financial era has really only dawned over the course of the last sort of 60 to 70 odd years with the credit card being invented and popularized in the late 70s into the 80s. Uh, and these complex financial instruments haven't really caught up with human evolution uh, in a way that you know manifests in pretty poor outcomes. So people aged typically between 18 to 30 years old are the ones that are probably going to get themselves into these financial traps and issues with, say, credit cards, consumer debt, and things like that. And that's largely due to no fault of consumers, but the way that these financial products you know have been constructed, and also how they're managed. And if we take an example of a product like a credit card, if you just speak to an everyday consumer about how a credit card works uh, and try to get information about what interest rate they're currently paying, where their next repayment is due, uh, for about 70 to 80% of the population, it's a very, very difficult topic to unpack. And uh, we money, the way that we've approached this problem is really from a first principles perspective of really understanding how we work as human beings or how the brain computes information and then trying to abstract away all the complexity to allow people to make a better financial decision. And so a practical example of that is uh, if you've got a credit card and you spend $100 today and your repayment is due in a few months' time, uh, how is that credit card purchase going to impact your financial future in the next six months, 12 months and beyond? And uh, as humans, we uh, can only process about 14 kilobits worth of information every single second, where if you start thinking about the amount of financial decisions that we make all the time, this can take huge amounts of data uh, to process to get the best possible optimum outcome. And sort of tying in that historical aspect of human evolution and sort of where we are today, uh, Money really wants to get into uh, understanding all the factors around opportunity costs of how you spend money today and then what that means for you in the future so you can get ahead financially. And that's what we're working on right now in terms of providing those instant insights to people so they can get a better understanding of some of these cognitive traps that we all fall into uh, so they can get a, a better financial outcome in the future. Um, another part, Dexter, is... Uh, when we talk about current financial products and services, we've all heard of the lazy tax before. And one piece of research that we've conducted here at WeMoney, which is really illustrative of this fact, is about 75% of our members who currently have a personal loan connected to the platform are overpaying by, on average, 6.5% relative to their credit scores. So these are individuals that... Uh, are on low credit risk and have got a personal loan with a financial provider, but really haven't reviewed that product or service for a very long period of time. And when you look at the opportunity cost of them potentially moving to a lower cost product, uh, it could be upwards of $2,500 per year for uh, people that have got really good credit scores. 
And we feel there's a, a big opportunity in the marketplace to make that process of saving money a lot more automated on some of the, the biggest expenses in life, like a personal loan or a mortgage or a credit card. So, Tom, where, where's the business at in terms of number of people and you know, what, how have you gone about funding the business? So, there's uh, 12 of us uh, in We Money Now and we're all scattered all around the world. Uh, I'm based in Perth. We've got team members in Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Canada, South Korea, and even Thailand. Wow. Uh, Dave, who's uh, based out of Chiang Mai, living the dream in a very tropical location. Um, but I think it's a sign of the times in terms of uh, how COVID has affected our working working lives. And uh, we uh, first initially raised a pre-seed round back in uh, late 2019. Uh, we launched a product in this very early alpha phase, really uh, probably one of the most embarrassing releases that WeMoney's ever gone through uh, in terms of just releasing fast and getting community feedback. And we spent about six months co-creating the product with about 300 core users. And those 300 core users gave us intense amounts of feedback in terms of how our product was working, what they liked, what they didn't like. And we launched a product officially at the end of September 2020, uh, which coincided with a a public release uh, that uh, was mentioned in a few press publications. And since that time, so about seven and a half months uh, since we've launched, uh, we're up to about 90,000 downloads uh, of Weed Money today. Wow. Yes. Man, well, <laughs> huge respect. That's, a, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. And uh, I, think, I think the thank you goes to the team and also those core users uh, who originally were, uh, we didn't get quite to 1,000 screaming fans, but certainly the 300 yeah. people that we co-created the product with, um, we probably spent, with no exaggeration, um, with about maybe 15 of those people, somewhere to the tune of about 100 hours over the course of six months, um, co-creating the product with them in terms of them responding to bug requests um, and feature developments, getting their feedback on the product. Yeah. So um, Easier, you're on track to beat up bank in their first 12 months. That's incredible. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, thanks, Dexter, and I think I think the appetite also as well because um, the the understanding of financial health and more importantly things like credit scores, which, which can become a pretty sort of obtuse topic, um, we saw a massive amount of demand, particularly from young consumers. Our core audience uh, is uh, people aged between eighteen to thirty five, mm. with the median uh, We Money member being 20, 29 years old. Okay, awesome. Um, so I guess in terms of the, you know, the, the, the approach that you've taken to people and, and growing the business, um, whilst you might still be in the early days, you know, I, th- I think you, you, you'll be finding out like everybody else, just how tough it is to get the right people in place at the right time. So what's been your approach as a leader to, to attract and then develop the right talent? Uh, Dexter, I love when, when you ask these questions every time I listen to the Fintech Australia podcast because it's something that um, matters a lot to me. Um, the, the, the the first principles approach that we've taken to recruiting is, um, you know, we think about creating we money as uh, our life's best work and it's a mission and it's going to take us quite a bit of time to really kind of express and make it the impact in the world that we want to create. And so one of the foundational things uh, about that is getting the right people on board to join you on that mission. 
And I think very deliberately for a lot of people, um, we money is not for everybody. Uh, some of the core things that we uh, hire on and we over-index on is uh, you joining WeMoney based on our core fundamental values of trust, transparency, and uh, being here to help or serving our members in their pursuit of understanding their finances and living their best financial lives. And we spend a lot of time talking about that. And the best question that I like to ask any uh, person that we meet uh, that joins the business is talk to me about a situation where you've felt uh, financially insecure mm. or a financial uh, journey that you've been on or your close family has been in where you've experienced um, something that you know, you wish you'd never ever experienced again in your life. And I think that type of question sort of elicits um, a deeper understanding about the problem that currently exists and that deep empathy of solving the problem. Um, as you know, Dexter, like working at a startup, um, it's not a nine to five job um, and there's plenty of things flying around everywhere. Resiliency is also another you know, key thing that we look for in terms of situations where people have been in um, uh, you know, pretty pretty sort of adverse situations and they've managed to get themselves out of that through sheer will yeah. and determination and that that ultimately uh, is the key attribute that we often hire for. I think skills is um, hygiene these days but personality fit um, to the mission is where we spend a lot of time uh, you know, recruiting and, and making sure that we find find the right people. Yeah, I've, I, I um. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Touching the Void, um, but that's the movie that I go to whenever I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by business and stressing myself out. Um, but basically the premise of the movie is two mountain climbers who one of them gets injured and the other one tries to rescue him by dangling down the mountain on a rope. And unfortunately, wow. the guy goes over the edge of the cliff and he's left with no other decision but to cut the rope. And it turns out he drags himself with it you know, severely broken leg all the way down the mountain and survives. It's like, it's just incredible, right? <laughs> you can't, but I always watch that whenever I'm psyching myself out. But anyway, we, we digress. So um, in terms, you talked before, Dan, about having people all around the world. It's been, I think, one of the biggest challenges for every leader in this last 12 months is switching to this remote kind of environment actually keeping your people motivated and engaged what tips have you had for for building a business and and building a culture whereas you've got people all over the world who aren't kind of physically together yeah great question look just uh firstly and foremostly uh we're we're learning on the job i think uh, to say that we've got it right or perfected um would be a misnomer on our approach to uh communication uh team get-togethers um, but what sort of worked, maybe I'll touch on what's worked really well, or maybe some of the things that we've learned from. Um, what's worked incredibly well is uh, frequent and often communication with the team. And, uh, for example, engineering uh, has three uh, stand-ups, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, where they all get together. I chime in those meetings uh, where it's appropriate. But the main meeting that we have uh, as a company is our Friday all-hands meeting, where we basically go through... Uh, every single part of the business, growth, engineering, and revenue to talk about exactly what we did in the week, uh, what we learned, uh, what went well, what didn't go well, but more importantly, what are we going to plan for the following week 
to you know help reach our goals and our targets in terms of uh, user growth or revenue um, or problems that we've got at the business that we want to address as a team. Um, that's been an incredible unlock for us. We experimented with doing it every fortnight, every single month, and you know, doing it for two hours or three hours. But it's a very quick one-hour powwow. Um, the whole team gets an opportunity to contribute. And uh, whilst we're on Zoom, we make the most of it. Um, one thing that we've also launched recently, which has been a massive unlock, we only did it about two weeks ago, is because we're all remote and it's all going to be difficult for us all to get together, we are planning a company retreat where every single one of us will get together at some place uh, in the world within the coming six months where it's safe and appropriate to do so. Um, but we've flipped it around in its head. We're not just making it, you know, like a boring, you know, retreat where we get together, do a bit of work, have a tea, dinner, et cetera, but really aligning that to um, the goals and ambitions that we want to achieve as a business and then unlocking um, an additional bonus so if we hit our numbers, uh, then we get to make our team retreat even bigger and better and do things that are, you know, are really crazy, like spending time doing um, skydiving or scuba diving or... Uh, don't go mountain climbing. Yeah, or don't go mountain climbing. Maybe, maybe after that, I will do that. <laughs> right, resilience training team. Here's a knife. Yeah, correct. 100%. That thought just came to my mind as you mentioned that. Um, but... That's something that I think, given that we're all, we all can't, you know, uh, be together in one location, uh, that's been an incredible motivator. We put a bit of fun behind that. So in that team, all hands. Uh, in fact, today is Friday, so right after this podcast, we're going to have our uh, team all hands meeting. And in that team all hands meeting, uh, every single team member uh, gets to spend ten minutes talking about a destination around the world they want to go to, and try to convince the team that's where we should have our team retreat. And uh, I can just tell you right now that has been one of the biggest unlocks, especially as a remote team, where we're really looking forward to getting together and having you know two weeks uh, to bond. Uh, we haven't met some of our team members face to face. A lot of these people have come to us remotely; we've never actually met them in person. And um, Dexter, if there's any tactic or move, and I don't call it a tactic, it's something we do anyway, but if anybody listening resonates with that, if your team um, is feeling a little bit caught up by the whole working remote thing, uh, nothing like a team retreat to get everyone together and get excited about to um, to get things moving along on team culture. Uh, It's just been amazing to see the ideas and everybody getting excited by that. So... That's probably the biggest uh, biggest outlook for us. Um, Fantastic. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kind of bring things to a close where I think you get to be a little less humble and give our listeners a you know reason why some reasons why they should vote for you. Um, thing that I love most about doing the People's Choice Award is really bringing the finalists to life. So rather than a you know application form that you've got to fill in, you can really share with people. You know, exactly what you've done. And I think it's just, you know, again, just these remarkable stories of people taking their ideas and bringing them to life and really making a difference. i got to say, Dan, it's just been a, an absolute pleasure hearing about the wee money story. Absolutely. Well, Dexter, I'd like to start off with a personal story and maybe also talk about a story about one of our members and uh, give people a reason why they should vote for, what, for, for wee money as a people's choice uh, winner. And why that's so important not only to we money, but also our members and the broader uh, Australian population. Um, 
I came to Australia uh, from two immigrant parents that had nothing but their clothes in their back and hundred dollars, and uh, saw what it was like living a uh, pretty uh, frugal life, and seeing my mum and dad battle uh, to make ends meet and put me and my sister through school and give us uh, the best possible chance in life. Uh, my parents didn't know much about financial education. They came from another country and weren't familiar about uh, what it was like to manage their finances. And pretty much for the first 15 years of my life, I saw how difficult that was. And uh, that's that's the core motivation of why we started We Money. Uh, and some of the stories of not just my own personal situation, but other Australians who live in a situation where they worry about their finances day after day and feel like they can't get help and support really understanding their money. And I want to share a story about a We Money member uh, whose story is pretty incredible and it shows the power of community and the things that we want to foster here. Uh, she's an individual that was scraping money together to uh, go for an IVF treatment and she went through an IVF treatment and ended up uncovering uh, that it was failed. It didn't work out. She didn't get the result uh, that she wanted. But through the power of the uh, communities that she was getting help and support from online, uh, she ended up crowdsourcing an IVF treatment through complete and utter strangers who helped her on her journey to do something meaningful in her life. And for us at We Money, we're often reminded by this story as the powerful way that community and people coming together to help out one another can achieve some really amazing outcomes. And when you're voting for the People's Choice Award, what you are voting for is helping support We Money uh, bring together a platform where every single Australian can have access to uh, the lowest cost financial hints and tips uh, so they can get the best out of their own financial lives. And that's a platform that we're ultimately building, a community-driven and a community-first platform that allows individuals to come together and help out one another achieve wonderful things with their money and their life. And uh, that's the essence of what We Money is about. And we'd love to get your help and support and your vote on spreading that word and message to as many people uh, as you can uh, to help us bring that vision to life. And if, if you're voting for anything, uh, that's what you're voting for uh, with, uh, with the team here at We Money. I'm incredibly proud of every single team member that wakes up every single day to make that vision come to life. Uh, and also our members who help spread the word to their friends and family members to also help us uh, achieve that vision. Well, Dan, here from you know the team at Tier One People, we wish you good luck in the finals. Fantastic, you know, work just to get this far, and amazing what you and the team have have achieved over the last twelve months. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Victor. Thank you to Mastercard for sponsoring and presenting the award for Emerging FinTech Organization of the Year at this year's Finneys. Thanks for your support in making the Finneys a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. 